I love that uh, intro of Marlon on The Wire. If some of you all are, are Wire fans, when Marlon first came on the scene on The Wire, I can remember it. He was coming out of his home and guys was out on the truck, leaning on his truck. And one of the uh, street guys, he had ran his buggy into the truck. Boy, they were pissed. And they had him bent over the truck. And when Marlo came out, he was getting ready to get in the truck. He said, what's going on? Oh, man, he did this to the truck. Marlo looked at the truck, looked at the dude, looked at them. He said, do it or you don't. I got to go. And that's how we have to look at our excuses. Either we're going to do it or we don't. Good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. Welcome to the 7 a.m. Mindset Mental Toughness Call. This call is actually loaded on 15 different podcast platforms from iTunes to Spotify to Breaker to uh, a number of podcasts that we're out here. Now, you know, this started off as a conference call and we created a podcast out of it. You know, what you hear is actually live. Now, when you hear it, it's probably just recorded because it's on a podcast platform, but it's something that we be do that we do and been doing for years. It's a way of giving back to the community. It's a way of uh, letting people know that this information can change your life. You know, it's still amazing to me that the one percenters or the so-called superstars still don't get it. You know, some people with the one percenters and the superstars, they have a natural way of just out here grinding. Most of us don't. And so there's a up, there's another way that we can learn and we have to develop ourselves. We have to, you know, as they say, um, create the person, develop the person, then the person develop business. But the challenge is the one percenters and the superstars that lead groups. They don't tell you that they don't believe in that. They think you just hustle, 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 because that's what they do. And they have a gift. They have a, a gift to hustle. They have a gift to do certain things. And most people don't. Most people don't. And so that's why I do these Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I've been doing them for years. That's why I'm, I've, I did them every day. Because, the you know, I, you know, I have been getting texts lately from people from 10 years ago that said that the information helped them change their life. You know, and so that's the goal. I mean, that's like for me, if you're not giving back or not trying to help someone, I mean, what is it about then? Seriously, what is it about? Now, are we talking about making money? Yeah, because this, what we talk about, will develop you to a point to where you want to make money. Because most of us are damaged anyway, and we don't believe we can. We look like it, smell like it, talk like it. But when it comes to actions to be like it, <laughs> we won't do it. This call, this podcast is a process of trying to help people do that, change that. Because the reason we act that way is the thoughts that we've heard at a young age. I was watching something this weekend. Um, what was it? Oh, man, I can't think of it. But it was talking about 
how they grew up and why they think the way they think and um, why they act the way they act. And this person probably had never read a book, but they were smart enough to know that it's a lot more information they need and a lot more information they need to use and apply. But if you don't use it and apply it because your thought process, what the hell, it ain't going to help me anyway. And it's me doing that. That's not going to work anyway. You're not going to do it. And I think, uh, no, I, I know that's the challenge. And we're in a world now, just move, move. You're in a world now where you, if you don't really have the, the uh, personality, the skills, and all that kind of stuff, you will get run the, the F over. And people don't even care. It's like being on the highway uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> when you're in that outside lane, that uh, don't mess around and get in, in the HOV lane. But when you're in the outside lane anywhere, these guys are coming up on your bumper, and you might as well have a lap. You might as well have a, a some kind of ramp that they can go over you because they don't care. They on your bumper blowing the horn. Same thing in the world. Jokers will run over you if you don't have what you need to have in place. And a lot of leaders feel like it's not their job to teach them. So that's why we have small percentage of the personalities and the hustlers and all those people. And then they sit back and say, well, Tony really shouldn't be doing that. It's like, you know, if you give it back, you give it back. It's like, you know, Terry shouldn't be coming back to the neighborhood and bringing food and Terry shouldn't be doing that. Okay. As they say, well, I'm not OJ. I mean, I'm not black. I'm OJ. What'd they say? Here's some thoughts this morning I want to talk about. Some of the reasons that we happen to have challenges in our life and some of the reasons why we don't have success in our business. I'm going to run through these as quickly as I can. And these are some truths that I've noted over the years. I really truly noted these over the years. And one of them is we refuse to make a to make our business a high priority. Why is that? Is it because we got so many options? 
Is it because we're scared that our particular business won't last? Is it because we're afraid that we might not have success? So a lot of us now are finding two or three or four. Now, I'm not talking about you can't multitask. I'm not saying that you couldn't do it. But but now, you know, you, it's like we look doing three or four without trying to get one right. Because you got to get one right first. You know, if you're going to have multiple streams, I, which I don't consider that multiple streams, but some people do. You got to get one stream right first. You know, life is a major reason most people fail. Life. Because in life, we have a tendency to get caught up in, you know, the everyday activities. Uh, and that takes our focus off of the what, what was once important. What was once important. Now, we justified, and I'm not trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you not to do. I'm just trying to tell you what's happening. As they say, what's happening, man? I'm just trying to tell you what's happening. The focus is not, you know, things come up. We can't get on a Zoom now or we can't do something in our business because, you know, we got relatives in town. Whew. If I had relatives in town, that'd be the first thing I do. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, see that corner room down there? I'm going to be down there with the door shut handling my business. If y'all need something from me, text me or tap lightly, very lightly on the door. But I'm going to be in there for quite a while. And after, even after my business is over with, instead of me coming out, I might sit in there and take a nap or something. But some people let the family, you know, get them off track. Or the cat. You know, cat gets sick. Dog. But it seems like we have time for everything else. Golf, basketball, gym, TV, any other rec recreational stuff, you know. There's <laughs> no priority in what we're doing. Saying. So you, you got to check yourself on that. You can't think that doing five, four or five businesses in, in 90 days. I'm just telling you. It might sound good, might even look good, but you can't really do that. Not if you don't get anything else going. Another thing that we do, uh, I notice is that we just refuse to stop making excuses. I mean, with the excuses, it really just don't matter. Either you do it or you don't. You know, I love that. I love that uh, intro of Marlon on the wire. If some of you all are, are wire fans, when Marlon first came on the scene on the wire, I can remember it. He was coming out of his home and guys was out on the truck, leaning on his truck. And one of the uh, street guys, can't think of the street guy name, the ones that push the buggy all the time, he had ran his buggy into the truck. Boy, they were pissed. And they had him bent over the truck. 
And when Marlo came out, he was getting ready to get in the truck. He said, what's going on? Oh, man, he did this to the truck. Marlo looked at the truck, looked at the dude, looked at them. He said, do it or you don't. I got to go. You, you know, either you do it or you don't do it. I got to go. And that's how we have to look at our excuses. Either we're going to do it or we don't. Bubs, yeah, man, that was Bubs. There you go. You a wire fan? Okay. Okay, we got we got one wire fan on here. <laughs> Bubs. So they wind up stripping Bubs down of all his clothes, had him walking down the street in his drawers. But they made a decision and did it. Either you do it or you don't. If you don't get it done, the reason is not important. It's just not. Hospitals don't care. You know, uh, colleges don't care. Mortgage company don't care. You know, I messed around the other day, and I don't know where I was. I slipped on making a payment, and I got notified that the payment was that day, which was cool to me because it wasn't notified after that. And so I went on and made that payment which was amazing that they notified me. Usually you get notified, I guess, after so they can hit you with that late fee. But they hit me with a notification. So I went on and done it. But interesting enough, when I talked to them, they were like, hey, man, we're just trying to make sure everybody's on track, which is unbelievable. I can't believe that. There's got to be something behind that. I hate to say that. And I, I, I'm thinking very foul now. I'm thinking that the whole world is out to get you but I shouldn't be thinking that way. That was a good, that's a great move to notify, a great move. But if you think about it, mortgage companies don't really care. Credit card companies don't care. They want cash. If you make and accept excuses like you do from yourself, it's going to be hard to make money and you're not going to succeed in anything. Just those two, I could stop right there, really, to be honest. I could really stop, but I got a few more. I could stop right there. Refuse to make your business a priority and refuse to stop making excuses. Come on, man. <laughs> refuse. And then sit back and wonder why a person is doing this and why that person is doing that and why that person is going this far and why this person is... And they say, well, Tony, quit talking about that. Well, I'm not talking about it. I'm responding to you. When you say something like that, I'm like, have you tracked to see what that person been doing for, for the last six months, last year? Well, since we own it, let me double down on their excuses. My statement was refuse to stop making excuses. Guess what the next statement is? You refuse to stop accepting excuses. From the people around you. Look, as a leader, and I hope everybody is striving to do that, 
And whatever you do, I don't care what you're doing. You could be, you could be selling Girl Scout cookies. Whatever you're doing, you got to develop leaders. I don't, you know, it's funny that some leaders or so-called leaders or some hustlers assume that if you get on a call, if you get on a Zoom, if you get on a training and you tell people how to do something, that the reason they're not doing it is because you hadn't told them how to do it enough. Now, those are people, in my opinion, that have, they're the one percenters that have the natural skills to go do something and they don't even realize they blessed with it. That's the difference in primetime Deion Sanders who's coaching and the difference in Michael Jordan if he tried to coach or Magic Johnson when he tried to coach or some of the superstars trying to coach it's like they'll pull a person off the bench and say go in there and do it and when they go in there and do it they don't do it right they mess it up and they'll snatch them out and put them at the end of the bench then they'll tell somebody else to go in there and do it and when they don't do it right like them they'll snatch them out and put them in the bench it's no it's no coaching there Prime time, send a player in. I saw this guy the other night get three penalties in a row. He pulled him out, sat him down, talked to him, hugged him. I don't know what he told him. Put something in his ear, told him, you know, look, blah, 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 whatever. Now get back out there. That's a person that that cares. That's a person that's coaching. That's a person that gets up three days a week and do these calls. That's that person that did it for years. And the person that doesn't do that, the the Michael Jordans and the Magic, they sitting back looking like, damn, something wrong with Tony. He's still on that. He's still on that. Oh, really? We got to stop, you know, taking excuses from our people. Your role is to help people and to overcome their excuses, but not to create habits of making excuses. Now, we can start with stop making excuses for ourselves because we sit there and let ourselves, you know, create excuses. And then when you do that, it just is a spillover to where you start accepting it from others. All right, top of my head, what we talk about? We talked about refuse to make your business a priority, refuse to stop making excuses for yourself, refuse to, to stop accepting excuses, from the people you know, the team around you. Since we're on this refusal thing, let me think of another refusal. We refuse. I was talking to a lady the other day on the phone, and she was like, you ever have fun? I'm like, I'm having fun now. She said, doing what? I said, reading. <laughs> She said, no, I'm talking about fun, fun. 
I said, oh, you saying I should be hanging out at the park. I should be, as my partners say growing up, excuse my French, but I just want to make sure y'all understand this language. Because sometimes when I talk, y'all don't understand me. As my partners say, who grown is I don't know what. Man, you got to be out here chasing these hoes. That's fun, they say. You got to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, fun. Reading not fun. Now, that's that's corny. That's He don't know what he's doing. You got to be chasing these hoes. You got to be out here chasing them. You got to be going, hanging out at the uh, wherever. <laughs> you ever thought that fun to some people is not fun to others? Have you ever thought that I was with my uh, family this weekend over my niece's house watching that awful football game? And she brought up to her, one of her friends that my uncle, she said, Uncle T. She said, uh, what did she say? Because they had, you know, all this kind of drinks and beverages, and I said, I don't have anything. And her friends were saying, you sure you don't want that? And I said, yeah. She says, well, you know, he stopped. He stopped when I was born. She said, I, I figured it out. She said, she, she said, he had to do right by me, so he stopped doing all the wrong things. Now, that's the first time I ever heard Jasmine say that. I started laughing. They look, they like, wait a minute, Jazz, you're 33 years old. Oh, yeah, it came down to some food in the house, too. I said, and they had, you know what's so amazing? This drives me bonkers all the time. Now, I'm going down uh, going down a rabbit trail here, so I know y'all probably saying, when you get to the, I'm going to get back to it. <laughs> I'm a guy who eats vegetables. Oh, she was telling them that. She said, he ain't had meat. And she said, I'm 33 years old. So he ain't had meat in 33 years. They said, what? They said, you ain't no chicken? I said, no. No pork? I said, no. No beef? I said, no. No turkey? I said, no. They said, you ain't had any gin? I said, no. Then the wife said, you ain't have any Hennessy? I said, no. See, that's why I don't like going to gatherings like that, because people start acting like you're a marshal or something. I mean, they, a Martian or something. They want to pull you in the corner and they want to talk about you and all. So I'm sitting there like, nah. Shrimp. I said, well, I don't eat shrimp. In the 33 years, have I had shrimp? Yeah. But I don't eat shrimp. I don't. They said, why? I said, I just don't. They said, why? I just don't. I'm like, why you keep asking me why? Why you just won't let it go? Well, tell me why. It's seafood. What? I said, because it's the scavenger of the ocean. It's the pig of the sea. It's the nastiest thing. I Well, well, that's just how you feel. I'm, about to eat. I'm like, who asked you to keep asking me that? Well, I couldn't go on with my business. You asked me three times and I just said, no, I don't. But you got to know why. And when I told you why, you turned your nose up. <laughs> well, let me get to my point that I was trying to make since I'm always all the way sidetracked from my my um this particular topic was that 
it's amazing. Now, besides eating vegetables, I will eat some salmon. I like salmon. Everybody know I like salmon. My best, my whole thing is not to, I'm trying not to, um, no, I am not eating food that has parents. <laughs> if, if it has a parent or have parents, they do have parents, I try not to eat it. Now, Sam and I will. I will. I think about it, though. But why is this? Here's my major point. Why when I go to an event, people always call me and say, Tony, well, I heard you don't eat what you eat. I said, well, don't matter, man. Just go on, you know, whatever you get. I ain't got to eat nothing. I can get some later on. No, no, no. I want to make sure that. No, I don't have to have nothing, man. I'm telling you, I can drink something. I hang around, eat a salad or something. No, no, no. So then I said, okay, I'll take some salmon. They said, okay. Now, this is common for me. I go to a person's house. It might be 30 people over there. They got chicken. They got beef. They got turkey. They got everything lined up in there, all around the kitchen. But why do they eat up all the salmon when they see it? So now hear me. Hey, Mr. Lonely. <laughs> I'm just lonely. So now, they ate up my salmon, and then they go eat the chicken, the pork, the turkey, and everything else. Now, I don't eat any of that stuff. You ought to at least be respectful enough to let the person who don't eat all that get some of the salmon. You don't eat up all the salmon, and then go eat up everything else. You should have stayed on the chicken, the pork, the hot dogs, and all that. So disrespectful. Bro, they tried to wrap some stuff up for, for before. They've tried to wrap some stuff up. People get to it, man. Wow. I, see, wrapping it up ain't, ain't the problem. The problem is, tell me, since we're on this subject now, which I need to stop, <laughs> I'm going to end the call on this subject, and I'm going to come back to the things that we refuse to do on Wednesday. I'm going to come back to that. But y'all answer me that. I think I'm going to put that on a post. I need to know an answer. Why do people who eat chicken, pork, beef, turkey, everything else that comes from that ham, and you go to a party, and those and all those are there. Everything is there. Then you see a little bit of salmon come out. And everybody at the party attacks the salmon, eats it up. And Mr. Lonely, me, little old me, now I got to walk around and go through the salad, pick through that and try to fix. <laughs> I've had people even tell them, hey, man, you know, this is for a couple of people. Don't y'all eat that? 
Somebody help me with the answer. Somebody said greedy. Somebody help me, please. <laughs> because salmon is more expensive than the rest of that stuff. And those regulars don't get that that often. So they like, yeah, we have some salmon. Good God, you know, it's, it's got to be that. I guess I got to tell people. I don't want to tell nobody. How can I tell somebody? First of all, I don't even want to answer that question when they ask me. That. I said, look, don't worry about it. Hang on. No, no, no. We want to make sure you have. Even I go to companies and stuff. They be saying that. You're like, the company means. Like, I'm I'm doing a uh, speaking event in October. I think it's October. Yeah. And so the the company keep calling me saying, well, what you eat? You know what I'm saying? I understand. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Please. I can get my own food. I've been doing that for years. Oh, no, no, no. We got to take care of you. We got to. Okay. You ain't going to be taking care of me. You're going to be taking care of everybody else that's there. Unless so now I got to tell them, do me a favor. Can you wrap it up and put it in, and put it in the corner and put a stamp on there that says doo-doo? Because if it don't say doo-doo or boo-boo, y'all going to open it up and eat it anyway. <laughs> Y'all gonna open up eat anyway. So next time you're at an event and you got all this food, just think about the person who only eats that. Please. It might be somebody like that. Don't go through that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I, I gotta finish. I gotta start where I left off at on Wednesday. Cause I had some good stuff about refusals. So I think we talked about, let me make sure refuse to make sure. Cause these are coming off my head here. Refuse to make your business a priority. Refuse to stop making excuses for yourself. Refuse to stop accepting excuses and refuse to, I think it was sacrifice fun things. To get it later, I think it was something. I don't know how I got on the subject, but I, I went from that subject and got on the food, got on all that kind of stuff. But stay away from it. <laughs> I walk in, they got a plate full of food, salmon everywhere on the plate. Push it to the limit.